Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and up the toffees. Welcome back to the Paddock Blues Podcast. Today we've got a, a very special guest. Lee, how are you, mate? Not too bad. How are you keeping I'm all right. Uh, we're joined by Jamie and Jamie and Paul as usual. How are you? All right, mid sound sweating down, mate. Nice one. Yeah, it's hot. Well, it's a... <laughs> it's another another <laughs> hectic day. Another hectic day at Everton. Um, we've had the the Andre Gomez situation. Obviously, in the past few minutes, Tom Davis has left and and. The Gioja's updates and whatnot. But first, we're going to start on the Andre Gomez situation. Obviously, Rafa Benitez, he's a uh, he's gone to Celta Vigo, I think it is, and and he wants he wants to sign Andre Gomez basically. And I think the the quote that's come out is that Everton Everton have a real will to keep hold of Andre Gomez, and I think that's more of a just to try and push the transfer the transfer for you. What do you think of that, Lee? What do you think of Andre Gomez? Well, you could say it is to push the transfer fee, but when you see the likes of Tom Davies out the door, that might link in with Andre Gomez coming back into his side. Um, could he be a Sean Deutsch player? I don't kind of know. The only time will tell, but if they're trying to keep a hold of him for probably squad depth, it could be that that reason. If not, it's a good, good way to put it if uh, they're going to sell the player. You know, oh, yeah, so yeah. The, it's, the, it's a bit half and half. The the squad's very thin at the minute, so I think, I mean, Everton keeping Andre Gomez, I don't think too many Everton fans would be be upset over that. Paul, what do you think of Andre Gomez and the situation? Um, I think he's got beautiful hair to start off with. Like, let's just start with that. But uh, <laughs> I, and I think it might be just a case of Sean Dice is just going to have a look at it, anyone who wasn't there. The likes of Deli Ali, Andre Gomez give them a chance, assess them in pre-season and see what they've got. Because, you know, we, we all know he's a good player. You don't play for Barcelona if if you haven't got nothing about you. But could be a case of getting the transfer fee up as high as possible. Would Andre Gomez want to stay at Everton? Yeah, Possibly. Good point, yeah. Um, we're, we're very light in midfield. We're light all over the place. But I just think it could be a case of Dice just wants to have a proper look at him, personally. Yeah, definitely. And you, Jamie, what do you think? If it was anything to do with Rafa Benitez, mate, I wouldn't even pick up the phone. <laughs> um, I'd just, I'd just leave him. No, I, I, listen, that Gomez was brilliant when he first came in. Before, obviously, he got that injury. Um, he, he was good. He was a good player. He was, he was doing really well, and he just slowed down a little bit, didn't he? And he had a few performances where it was a bit like, oh no, he's, uh, he's lost it. But listen, as Paul said, these are new players for Sean Dice. Andre Gomez, Deli Ali, these are places he's probably never worked with. Well, like he's never worked with before, so he's going to have a look and go, well, yeah, he'll work or no, he won't. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, Andre Gomez, and 
and Deli Alien that, that the ones coming back on, on loan, um, obviously Lewis Warrington and, and players like that. They're gonna be new players and new faces for Sean Dyche and it's I think it's, it's a sign a, of where we are, Riyad. It's because yeah. there's not much happening forever. You see Declan Rice going to City and Ultimate Man City at different ball game to Everton, but it just doesn't look like we can buy anyone. So it's a case of looking at the players you've already got and thinking, can they do a job for us? Yeah, the, that's what it is. The Bobble said it perfectly on it on his show the other day. He said there's a there's a higher bracket and then there's no middle bracket anymore. It's the higher bracket making the big transfer fees and then the lower bracket who can't afford anyone really. And unfortunately we are in that bracket at the minute. But it is it's it is a sign of the times that Everton are considering Andre Gomez as a, a new face. Um but anyway we've had we've had an interesting interview from Begovic on Talksport this morning. Um, and one of the key co- quotes I've picked out is he said, when you get in the club, you realise that there are bigger issues. Lee, I'm going to start with you on this one. What do you, what do you make of that? Well, yeah, it could be right. Now, I was listening, I don't mean to go off topic about Asmir Begovic, but I was listening to Talksport the other day and uh, Andros Townsend was on it. Yeah. And there was an interview between Andros Townsend, Laura Woods and um I forget his other name. What's his name? Well he said a great great quote that he turned around and he says, If um if your lieutenants and your captains do uh, not have a plan and action, how is the soldiers gonna win the war? And yeah. it kind of stuck stuck to me and struck to me. So basically coming back to Begovic's He's saying there's problems, there's inconsistencies, and he may be right. That's hence the reason why the board had to go. And yet we're still waiting on the likes of Bill Henry to go. Maybe in a way he's right now. It's it's not it's not nice to hear. As an Everton fan, I'm probably years will probably agree with this, you probably won't, but it's hard to hear that coming from a player that's leaving to say a statement like that. It, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts, but it's yeah. the true facts. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. I think, I mean, I've thought this for a while. I think the stuff we get told and, and the media, what the media report, I think that's only 10% of the problems. And I think the board, when they were there, I think if they were thinking to themselves, if most of the stuff that's happening internally gets released, they're going to hate us even more. And I think that's 80% of the reason why why the board have left because they know there's a lot more things to come in and obviously when the new board do come in they're going to look at all these problems and think wow and hopefully they do give us a bit of communication Jamie I'm going to I'm going to ask you what do you think of Begovic's comments this morning Um, I'm used to it mate to be honest I've seen Bernard do it remember he, I think he put it on Luca Dean's post didn't he yeah like, yeah something about they'll know in the end or something like that I'm a bit used to it he's, he's probably telling us something we don't really know uh, he's not telling us something we don't already know that there's issues. Yeah. So, yeah, it's and it probably, it's easy for him to say it, isn't it? Listen, he's left. You know, look at Andros Townsend, he basically given Bill Kenwright, oh, he's the best thing since sliced bread. Well, he's going to meet. You worked for him. Yeah. You know, and you're a free agent. Let's be honest, if Everton put another contract in front of you, you'd sign it. So you're not going to come out and go, he was an honourable, Everton could do better for Adam. They're all football people. Yeah, definitely. Paul, Paul, what do you think of that? The the yeah. Begovic comments. It's it's not surprising, is it? We all know Everton's basically a circus shit show, isn't it? Yeah. No, there's no there's no leaders. Nobody knows what's called. He's basically saying no. 
there's no leaders, nobody knows what's going on. It's just uh, rudderless, basically. And yeah, it's uh, we all know we're just we're still. Uh, is it forty eight hours yet? Well, I think we're on nine hundred forty eight hours. Um, still waiting for him to leave, but it doesn't look like he's going to leave. By the way, but no, it's not surprised. I'm not surprised. I didn't even raise my eyebrows when I seen the the comments from him. To be honest, because I think we all we all know what that it's absolute shit show at Everton at the moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. touching on well, moving on to the board. Um. This is partly the reason why we get why we get guests on like yourself, Lee. Is we wanted it, the the views of other fans and and what what do you think of the board situation at the minute? Well, hence so I don't mean to go back to this talk sport uh, interview with Andros Townsend, but there was a great one that was actually made. It's just a mishmash of basically everybody want to be a leader. So you had the likes of Bill Henry. Um, I think wanted Wayne Rooney in at the side about two, three years ago, was it? Or probably even four years ago, what that wanted Wayne Rooney in the side. Then you wanted Ronald Koeman that wanted David Classen in the side. And then the higher, um, probably Machiri or probably somebody else wanted um, Gilfie Sigurdsson. So there's three number 10s. It kind of throws the whole, like, who's in charge, like, Back, yeah. back in everybody's face. There's no, there has to be one leader. There's too much, too much. Um, chiefs, not enough, not enough. Uh, policemen. In a way that it's kind of like I can't be solved if you get me. So, if you have too many there, it's just gonna be arguments. It's gonna be constantly. Oh no, we think I'm right. Oh no, we think I'm right. Where it should be kind of fluidity. It should be everybody together. It, it, it doesn't seem like that. It just seems like one. Uh, yeah, look, I have more money than you. I'm going to grab somebody here and you want that. All right, we're going to keep you happy. Like, which might work in our own favour, kind of going off topic again, with Sean Deutsch being the manager. He's a strong personality. He'll probably be able to knuckle down and say, yeah, look, it's either one or the other. It yeah. might help. I don't know. But we, we have to see. Only time will tell. And... Yeah, I I think a reset for the board was the best thing to happen for the club. Oh yeah, without a doubt, I agree with you, mate. Um, we've seen this a lot with Everton. Uh, we spoke about it a few times on the podcast about just Everton lying once again and again and again, and it's sometimes it's been swept under the carpet by Everton fans, but over the past few months, it's it's really been amplified with the protests and stuff and. It just sort of shows the way they run the club's run. And let's not forget that 48 hours, they didn't have to give themselves that deadline at all. They could have just said in due course, they could have said, you know, whenever. But 48 hours and not even informing the club and, and going on like nothing's happened, not even informing the fans and, and going on like nothing's happened. It's just, it's really strange to me. Paul, what do you think about it all? It's just boring, isn't it? It's, it's, it I just find it all very boring now. I think. It's gone quiet. They're, they're expecting the fans to just get on with the summer and forget about it. But if you're bringing someone in the door, good signings, you probably would forget about it a little bit. But there's actually not an happening, so it just amplifies it even more. He needs to go. It, you know, people. I've had people telling me that you know he's not the problem or everything. It's it's machinery, and that might be the case. But for the fans to start healing properly, Bill Kenwright needs to follow the mother three out the door. That's the only way it's going to happen. And while he's there, it's it's just going to be infighting constantly and. Has he gone yet? Has he gone yet? It's just dominating everyone's conversation all the time. And it's just, let's just get back to on the pitch matters where, where it matters most, you know what I mean? But 
No, they've got no respect for the fans. We've said this over and over again on these podcasts. They don't respect the fans, especially Will Ken Knight. He will, he'll be sitting there now. He, he, he won't give a shit what any one of us thinks about him. He doesn't care. He's just yeah. uh, sitting in his ivory tower, made up, collecting his money. No, yeah, it is. It's uh, sorry for swearing all the time, time, but it is a shit show. Yeah. Sorry for cutting across you there, Paul. Um, can I play devil's advocate there and just question that? Mishiri was coined, was he not in charge of, um, he had something to do with the books at Arsenal? Osmanov. Yeah, he was, yeah. Exe- he, he was on the board, wasn't he? But he wouldn't let it. him and Osmanov wanted to take full control. But that's Stan Kroenke, he so, wouldn't, um, wouldn't let them. Yeah, but un- until he left, you didn't see the, the Arsenal were going through a dry patch where, it was not even qualifying for Champions League football, Europa League football was hard to get at the time. Could you not think that maybe Roy, I, 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 I hate to say it myself, Bill Kenroy in some way is Roy or maybe some managers are top levels at the board. Maybe he is Roy in a way and saying Mishiri could be doing that, like could be driving the team into the ground, not really driving the team into the ground, but have a part to play and why not? Where we were, yeah, absolutely, yeah, ago. yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think Farad Mashiri, I've said this a few times, I think he is the main problem at Everton, me personally, like, but he's the owner, mm. we can't get him out, unfortunately, yeah. onto the club. So, but yeah, I just we've said he just hasn't had football people around him, he's put his money where his mouth is, no one can knock him for that, but he's just been badly advised. And the only person you can point the finger at, rightly or wrongly, as supporters of Everton, is Bill Kenwright. Yeah, without yeah, a doubt. In the in the past six years, obviously since Mercedes came in six or seven years ago, we've we've seen a a steady decline in Everton, shall we say? I mean, obviously we had Ancelotti came in and it, it sparked a bit of hope, but in terms of the business side, it was just wasteful spending after wasteful spending. Obviously, we've seen Sigerton and and Walcott come in for stupid fees, but. I mean, Jamie, what what do you think? Do you think Mashiri has got a big part to play in this? Massively. I mean, massively. He's the one who who got Rafa Benitez, and we all told him not to. He basically yeah. said, "It's my football club. I'll, I'll hire who I want." When it was the worst decision yeah. since I can remember watching Ma- so, massive kick in the teeth for us as set of fans. That yeah, yeah. and he he done it. It was his decision. As Paul said, he's the owner of the football club. The book stopped with him. Um, no one can doubt he's put money onto into the football club though. He has put money in. It's just been, you know, sorry for lack of swearing, but pissed up the wall because no one's got a clue how to spend it. No yeah. one's got a no one's got a clue how to spend it properly. So he's come in with this big pot of money, give it to someone who he thought he could trust, and the fellas. I'm surprised he went trying to sign like Trevor Stevens and all that because he just hasn't got a clue. Yeah. He just the man hasn't got a clue. He just I was in the yeah, well, I, I was sad. I was sort of um, sat out to goodness and I was looking at that thing and it's got that history thing. And it was like, we saw B- yeah, it's got like, we saw Beatty and Johnson, Yakuba, Flynn. They're all club record fees and it was all before Mishiri come in. And I was like, oh, yeah, but that was just because it was David Moyes would go and he, I want him and he'd go and get him. There wasn't five or six other people voting on who to get him. We shouldn't get him or we will. The manager wants him, well, the director of football wants him, well, the owner wants him. It's like, as Lee said, it's you just need to have. I think, did Mercedes say in his interview, the manager comes with a, the manager comes with a player, we send it through the director of football, and then me and Mr. Ke- me and Bill look at it, and if we sign it, we sign him. 
Yo. The yeah. manager should pick the player and you go and sign him. If the club can afford it, you go and sign him. And then it's down to the manager if he gets it right or wrong. I, well, I've said this so, before. That's why we're so bad on the pitch, mate, because there's, the players just don't belong together. It's the Frankenstein squad of six, seven managers. How many, you, I can't even count how many managers we've had. There's that many. And, yeah. But it's just, you're throwing it's these cool. players all into a pot and expect them all to gel. It's just not going to happen. They're not good enough. I mean, well, I, I've said this before. I think... I don't think Mercedes got a football and brain whatsoever. And I think he's being informed wrongly by people who are going to capitalize on the fact that he hasn't got a, a football and brain. Obviously, we've seen Keir uh last year, the season before, he was offering like Hanwell in El Ghazi and people like that. And Everton was stupid enough to take that. I don't know. I don't know what the thought process was behind the El Ghazi signing. Uh, played what 14, a player he was. Yeah. For, 14 <laughs> minutes in total. <laughs> being very, being, what, what a 14 minutes that was, though. I mean, it was memorable, wasn't it? How dare you, Riyadh? And how dare you go have a go at Al Ghazi? I can't believe that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is. I think Mashiri is being informed wrongly because he's, people know he's he's got all the gear and he's got no ideas. 600 million spent in seven years and he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. I do think there's many more people involved, like Keir option and like I said before, I think that's only that's only the ten percent we know, and I think there's ninety percent more of people we don't know, like well, this football is it, agents like that. It, it, this is the last chance now. If Bill Kenwright was to leave and he gets them MSP and they bring their own board members in, I think, and if it fails, then and they just start buying absolute rubbish again, and the, the squad's just like a mishmash of players you just don't belong there. Then I think they. The heat will get cranked up on him, Mashiri then. Yeah. yeah is Mashiri been here six years? 2017, 16, 17, yeah. Yeah, yeah six, so, seven years. I know we've had a lot of managers, but for an owner of a football club, he's had three directors of football. How are you meant to move forward at a football club if you've had three directors of football? Because each one of them has got their own idea of how, what sort of age group to buy, what sort of player to buy. No, Brighton have had, I think Brighton have had two, and that's because one of them got poached. Yeah. You know, Brentford, I don't even know, know theirs is, because they just go under the radar. It's not, you know, there's no big deal. They just do get on with the job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, touching back on that, I do, I do think Mashiri's got a massive part to play in it. And at the end of the day, it's, it's Mashiri who takes accountability for it because he owns, he owns the club. But I don't think necessarily it's him off his own back saying I want this player and I want this player. I think he's being informed wrongly by agents and I think agents are capitalising on him. Uh, moving on to a player we've talked about a lot on this podcast, um, it's Victor Giocherez. Lee, we, we rate Giocherez very highly on this podcast and, and we do, we want him a lot. But the update from Fabrizio Romano is that Fulham, Sporting and, and Wolves are in the in the race for Victor Giocherez, but no sign of Everton. What do you think of that? Also, Lee, before uh, you start, if he doesn't sign for Everton, he's absolutely garbage. So that, that's the rules on this <laughs> podcast. Okay. Well, then, if 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 rumours are true that maybe Fulham want them, maybe Sport Lisbon want them, and they're probably prepared to go in with an offer, then my opinion won't change on it because I genuinely don't think he fits the bill. I don't think he fits the bill for the simple reason being I noticed a lot in the past that if you don't come up with a club from the championship level signing and getting thrown in the deep end with a team from the Premier League level 
never really walks out, never seems to walk out. Now, Ivan Tony came up with Brentford. Now, I, this this could be my own kind of, um, not really synopsis, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, t- like, I'm a tinfoil hat wearing kind of person that, uh, like, Ivan Tony came up. Yes, conspiracy theorist, thanks. Um, Ivan Tony came up with Brentford played very well. I think Ollie Watkins came up with Villa, did he? No, he didn't. Brentford. That's about Brentford, yeah, at Brentford as well. Like these are players that are coming up. I don't think I think the big money move, the move to the Premier League just doesn't fit some players. Um I think you need more more experience in the league. But he is a smashing little player, I just don't think he cuts it. If that makes any sense, moving from championship to a Premier League team, I think if I feel that he has to come up from the championship, maybe it's I don't know some sort of winning mentality. Whether he he wins a playoff or comes up Jordan winning the championship, I don't know whether it's that that's kind of dwindling me head. But I just don't think he could say. I, I I don't know what it is. Even twenty one goals last season. Find a hard to just. Trust in the twenty-one goals in the championship coming up to the Premier League. It's just a small bit, small bit more of a step. Yeah, I, I mean, I can, I can agree with you on that one. I think, obviously, other Sims, other Sims did really well in his his time in the championship. He scored seven and sixteen, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. if he, if he would have went on to play the full season, I think he would have been getting about eighteen, nineteen goals. But we've seen, I don't think he's ready for the Premier League. Either so, it is. It's a it's a very valid response. What do you think of that, Jamie? Do you agree with Lee? Uh, yeah, well, you can't really disagree, can you? Because we don't know. Yeah, fair you enough. We don't know what they can, can do. You know, to add one to Lee's sort of list there, Jamie Vardy come up with Leicester. So, you know, you've you have there is a lot of list people that he could probably list off in that sort of bracket if you like. But I Mitrovic know, too. Mitrovic, yeah, but I've also seen Premier League players, sorry, Championship players come to Everton and do well. Leighton Baines, Joey Lescott, yeah. John Stones, Kale. These are players who have come to Everton from champion teams that haven't come up and done well. So there's an argument for both. Listen, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna get him because as Everton, we'll probably wait, let him get let him sign, stand there with whatever scarf he signs, and then we'll come out and go. He was in the building, you know. We had him at Finch Farm. <laughs> yeah, all right, mate. Usual. Yeah, Haaland. Mbappe. I think Everton could win, win every the treble if the players we nearly signed actually did yeah. sign. But no, I don't know. Listen, I think all it's all hearsay and it's all let's see if he can do well. If he does, he does. If he doesn't, whatever. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Paul, obviously, we spoke about Kyokarez a lot. Um, it does. It looks like we're out the race now for him. So, what is next in terms of the striker situation? What do Everton? Where do Everton go oh, from here? I don't know, maybe because that's what I was thinking to myself as I'm listening to you talking. Because I'm thinking, I don't know who else is out there within. Because again, it's the sign of the times. Of we don't know how much money we've got. I mean, I'd love to go out and get a Tammy Abraham or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Oh, he's injured. He's injured anyway. But you know what I Ollie mean. Watkins. Yeah, someone like that. It's just but. I think that is our level. It's it's time to find pluck these little gems who who look all right in the league below and could possibly do well for us in in the Premier League. Andy Johnson, players like that, you know what I mean. So I don't know. Yeah. On, honest to God, I, you probably know more than me. 
with the transfers and that, I can't think of a single striker who I would like. Uh, maybe Anthony Martial or someone. Has, has he gone to someone? I don't know. Um, I haven't got a clue. Unfortunately, it is. A, it's. I, I mean, I sort of contradict myself because I said this on the space the other day. Everton can't really take risks, but we're sort of backed into a corner now where we've got to because there's no experienced striker that we can go out and get now within our, our budget and it's, it is we've got to be taking risks now and Brighton were backed into that corner they took the risk and we know how, how it paid off with obviously Caicedo and players like that and I think it is it's time for Everton to just branch out to England and go and look in Europe go and look in South America be, and and you know take a risk His name just popped in my head just popped in my head right now you've seen it hit me like a bolt of lightning there <laughs> what, is that Ian Nacho still at Leicester? Yeah. Yeah. I can't get him. Yeah, yes. not a bad shout, actually. I wouldn't mind Ian Nacho, plus we could get him on a, a fairly decent fee, too. Yeah. Who's that one? Is Rodrigo from Leeds? Still at Leeds. Still there yeah. as well, yeah. They're all on Aldi, aren't they? They're all getting pissed and I beat them and everything else at the moment, like. <laughs> another, another, um, another one to throw in. I think we missed out on it. Yeah, would not. Being like as as I am from Ireland, um, there's so many good talents there. As in, um, Benne played for Ireland, scores for Ireland. He's just not there yet. And um, Michael Albafemi, we missed out on him big time. He's got the ball. I think he would have fit the bill perfect. He's kind of like yeah. a Sean Deutsch player, like where you had an Ashley Barnes that can latch on to a ball. He's fast and he's strong. We missed out Evan, on that. Evan Ferguson's the one, isn't he? But you're never getting him, but he, he, he looks a good oh, player, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks like a great player. Toy by him, I think. Yeah. I thought Lee was going to come up with Robbie Keane then. Because <laughs> he's got two at soccer age. No, it is. It's the well, sign of the times. We, we, we rarely need a striker with a desperate need of one. But, I mean, the only the only one on Everton's radar at the minute who we know of is Musa Dembele, who's obviously on a free. Uh, we spoke about him a little bit on the podcast before. Uh, Lee, what do you think of uh, Moussa Dembele if he came to Everton? Would you think that'd be a good move? It'd be a good move as a free transfer, yeah. Um, oh, we've only ever watched him at Celtic, haven't watched him abroad. And what he'd done yeah. at Celtic was brilliant. Um, it's not that I'm a big Celtic fan or that. I just I find it hard to watch uh, foreign football other than English football. I know that's very contradictive from Irish, but like foreign, uh, foreign football, as in the likes of France, or even hard to find it hard to watch Spain. Like, uh, goes, yeah. goes as far as that. But from what I've seen at Celtic, if you can bring that kind of factor of goal scoring and trick getting in behind defenders, I'd say it'd be, it'd be a no brainer to be a steal. Even on the wages, even the wages, so it, it might be a bit more expensive. I think. What's he, 110,000 a week, is he? I'm not 100% sure. 110, 120. Yeah, it's not yeah, far off. Yeah. What about yeah. that Kyogo? Seeing as you're talking about Celtic, what about that Kyogo? He looks a player then, doesn't he? Yeah, he's going to hang him in the That's one that I, I had in my head earlier on, thinking about before um, I was saying it to uh, Riyad about coming onto the podcast. Like I'd, I'd love to be able to bring up Kyogo as he's scoring goals, he's getting there, but I just think he's a little bit too weak for the Premiership. Yeah, mm. so he's just gone as well to uh, Fenerbahce today. I've always wanted Everton to sign him. Uh, Jekyll, and I know he's just played in the Champions League final, but we had no chance. But 
He won't come here because of the weather, Jamie. Oh. He, he, honestly, I'm not That's joking. True, I never heard of that, yeah. Yeah, he's had moves, he's had moves like planned in the past, and I think he's like no, he can't stand the weather because it just does nothing but rain in Manchester. So that that's yeah. his lasting impression of England. I don't love to got in me. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, anyway, so in the past hour and a half, we've heard about Paul's favourite player has left Everton. Yeah, we have to have a minute of silence. <laughs> a little minute of silence here, okay? No thanks. Tom, Tom Davis. He, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's had about one one good moment really in in his Everton career. Um, I don't think he's going to be too big of a miss. Obviously, we touched on him before regarding the Andre Gomez situation, but I do think now is the time for Everton to go and get a midfielder. I think forty five million from Gordon, four three three and a half million from Nathan Broadhead, maybe four or five million from Ella Sims. Maybe just try and go for a midfielder, maybe on loan or a free agent. But, I mean, for me, it's not a priority unless Amadou Onana goes because there is other positions that are far more important at the minute than midfielder, obviously, with the left-back situation and, and the massive striker situation. But if Amadou Onana leaves Lee, who, who could Evan replace him with? Uh, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. Um, controversial one, and I think that I'm gonna get bit without this chat room now. But the type of players that Sean Dyche is looking for, Ross Barkley, will take him back within a heartbeat. Oh, doesn't within like that one. Within a heartbeat. The only reason being is because I think go forward. If you're gonna replace anybody from, like, let's say from your you're attacking parts of the of the pitch. You're two wingers. You're forwards. You have nobody that's strong up there. Like Calvin Leon is, he's half. He's he's just not as strong. You need somebody strong up there bringing the ball as well as that carrying the ball from midfield to the forward line. That was something we struggled with last season. Oh, Alex Awobi done it. He's a big yeah. player. He's pacey. But Ross Barkley, I think, uh, and as well as that being free as well, and he played one of his best. Like he played. His best football at everything. Oh, oh yeah, you're shaking your head there. You're shaking your head there and discuss what. What do you think of that, it's Ross Barkley? Listen, don't really like it. I think he's absolutely shite, and I have done for years. Honestly, I just don't. I just think he's one of the biggest myths in football. He doesn't yeah. do anything. He doesn't do anything. He's a street footballer. He he can play one good game in ten. Tactically. Hopeless. We don't need any more players like that in Everton. I understand where people are coming from. It's a free transfer. He's got the Everton connection. I understand all that, but I'd rather promote one of the kids. I really, honestly, yeah. God, would it just? Yeah. He's taking up someone's spot, in my opinion. It's a, it's a hard, hard no for me. Not for me. Sorry. It is. It's sort of a step backwards for Everton, really, isn't it? And and we do know that the Ross Barkley interest was there, and that they've received. A bit of mixed emotion from Everton fans, but touching on the midfielder situation, Jamie, is there anyone in particular you'd like to get? Who to replace Anana or to replace oh, Anana? If he does um, go, but they saw a name that I had there for you, and you might be able to discuss Scott McTominay after scoring. I thought Scott McTominay. Yeah. For, for I've got a name for you. McTominay. It's to replace Anana though. Where do you get him? Calvin Phillips on loan. Calvin Phillips on loan. Uh, yeah, but I just I, I would, but I can't see him leaving the city. He said 
I don't know if you've seen, but he said that it's a, it's a big season for him next season. But I would. And we spoke about Cole Palmer as well. I'd love Cole Palmer, even on the wing or centre attack and midfielder alone. But, I mean, I just I just can't see it happening. Just yeah. had to think, really, someone... You, you, you're talking about £60 million, aren't you, for the, to replace an honour? It's, it's hard, that means it's just so yeah. many... Because you, you go no. to players that you know you're not going to get to players that you, you don't even know because... They're not on the radar. So do you know what makes me laugh, Jamie? I was honest. I was listening to a space last night on Twitter, and there was there was a couple of people on there and going, "Oh nah. I'm telling you now that oh nah, is effing shite. He's crap. But Arsenal and Chelsea want him. But Evertonians think he's crap. Look, so mate. work work that one out because I haven't got a clue. So he's he's shite for us, but he's good enough for them. Yeah. How, how does yeah. that work? They I, must I see a player. The thing again, though, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, he's not good enough for us, but then he goes to Man United and his career's gone. Man United, Chelsea, into Milan, played in Champions League finals, but when he left, he wasn't good enough to play for Everton. Yeah. Just going back That's to the it. Ross Barkley thing, I know it's it's one of them. I can understand <laughs> where the shouts coming from. And listen, you know, whenever I do this on podcast, I call someone absolutely shiting and I feel terrible for it straight away. But there'll be people listening going, who does he think he is? But I just, again, we've said it's like a theme of this podcast. It's a sign of the times that we're... Yeah. As a fan base, we're actually thinking we could do it. Ross Barkley back. Yeah. I could see the club doing yeah. it. I can actually see the club doing it, and I'll be the first one singing. We've got a diamond called Ross Barkley, but <laughs> absolutely not for me. That's just stay. Please stay away from. You've actually terrified me. There, my face has gone red and everything. Stay away from me, please. <laughs> can I just yeah, ask a class. question before we go? Can I ask a question yeah. before we go? Yeah. And then I'll start with you, Lee. As it stands right now, right now in the, the way it is. What is your expectations for next season? Oh. As the squad, the squad as it is now. Squad as it is. Um. Oh. To be honest, like to throw a grenade in every now and then. Yeah. No, that that is a hard question. If you are talking about the squad that we left with last season, I'd say under the management of Deutsch, I'd say one we'd be nearly safe, but two are not making the top ten. Now are, you that relegation, are, you say, are you saying relegation battle again? No, no, no. I wouldn't say relegation battle, but I'd say I wouldn't say top ten either. I'd say just below top ten. With the with the like say that that I'm trying not to be deluded or anything, but like Sean Deutsch made an impact when you think of it. I think he how many games did he lose in the end? In his reign, I think it was three games. Was it three or four? Max, I, I was at the United game, I was at and then it was a draw. And a he lost, he lost against game. Villa. Full he lost against Newcastle. Newcastle. So what's that? Three losses out of the games. I think. Arsenal. There we go. Like, if you go into them games next season and at least pull a point out of each of them and with the performances that he put in, I'd say he'd be a great... It'd be a great asset, but we need to build. We need to build. I don't even know where to go with this, boys. Um, <laughs> See, the squad's actually worse, isn't it, now? Because we've got no Mina. I, I, no I, I, I could answer you. Go on, mate. We're going down. Okay, I'll get him off this podcast. Jesus Stop. Christ. Would you say we're better? I'd say we're better than Luton. I'd say we're better than Sheffield United. You'd said we were, you'd, but you'd have thought we'd be better than Nottingham Forest, Leicester, yeah. Leeds. I know, yeah. but I'm just that's with that was with Frank Lampard, mate. I know, yeah. but 
I know, but he only took Sean, it took Sean Dice to the last day. Now, listen, I love Sean Dice, but he did have from January, you know, Gary O'Neill at the exact same time and made Bournemouth within 10 games. So, yeah. Crystal Palace, Roy Hodgson, he come in, made an impact straight away. So, I'm not getting on Sean Dice, but I just think with this squad right now, if the season was to start on Saturday and we'd be in serious, serious trouble, I don't think it would be, I don't think it would come down to the last season. We've lost two yeah. massive players in Mina and Cody. Who, sorry, but Tom, Tom, Tom Davis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, but forget. Me, I agree with you, mate. I think as it stands, we have got to be one of the favourites to go down. Yeah. 100%. I think it's just a case of I've said you just we just got to limp to that Bramley more. Yeah, we just got to get there, kicking and screaming in the Premier League. What do you think, Riyad? If with the way it's say as it stands now, if we started our first game now, what would you expect to happen in it? Relegation, hundred percent relegation. Because last season we had a thin enough squad as it is. Cody, Mina, and obviously I know Tom Davis hadn't. Not a big part of playing last season, but he was just a bench filler, really, and he was there if we needed them, and now we don't, and we're missing three players from an already paper-thin squad, so I'd imagine Everton would get relegated with the squad if it started on Saturday, 100%. Nah, no, I'm going to change. We're going to win the Champions League. Right, fair <laughs> enough. Realist- realistically, <laughs> like we, we do need... Um... We do need centre half. We do need probably. We need strikers definitely. It's it's just a hard position to be in. Where like as we had said, a paper thin squad, and nobody looks like that buying at all. So like, if it was to start on Saturday, yeah, we'd be used a hundred percent. But we don't have. We have enough time to actually bring in players. It's just. People need to start getting their finger out, whether it's the board, whether it's sport directors, whether it's it's somebody. Now, we have an ongoing issue with the board, as in Bill Kenroy still hasn't left. But at the same time, you kind of need to get your fingers out and bring players in. It's as simple yeah. as that, if yeah. we're going to anyway survive. If you look at it, Everton needs a sub-goalie, we need a right-back, we need a left-back, we need two centre-backs, we need two midfielders, we need a right-winger, a left-winger, and two centre-forwards. That's, like, right. that's like 12 and then, players. And then that's we get your own football. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, though, sorry, just to say, just thinking about it now, really, if the season was to start now, no-one else is strengthened, really, have they? Around us, no. in the you think of the teams that are probably going to be in and around us, there's no one gone out there and bought three players already. So, no, you know, we're not like getting sort of left behind in the transfer market, if you like, because no one's really doing anything. Yeah, we Spot never on. do anything, though. Mm-hmm. Spot on. Yeah, more, more, it goes, it goes like a no like that, any, anyways, at the end of the season, players just leave and there's no really incomings, isn't there? Usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, anyway, Deli Ali's, good. Del- Deli Ali's going to win the Ballon d'Or anyway, so we're all right. Yeah, lads, we thank you that, yeah. very much, uh, Lee. <laughs> Wonderful guest, cheers, thank you very yeah. much for coming cheers, on. Jamie, cheers, Paul. Nice right, one, lads. Right, See you later. Up the top, up the top, Sports Social Podcast Network.